Hello there. How are you, Adam? Are you well? I'm good. Happy new lockdown's eve. Uh, yeah, seemingly. I'm not looking forward to it. I mean, it's like for you, it's kind of more so, oh, just this is continuing. For us, it's like, oh, we've been reduced to Dublin. Yes, for, for Limerick and for the rest of Ireland, that is a fate worse than Connacht, as Oliver Cromwell would say. It is uh, balls. Yeah. And I'm not looking forward to it. And like, we were going to go back playing football. We we're going to go back football training this Wednesday. And I'd say that's out the window now. Don't know whether we'll keep going with my five-a-side because I think you're allowed 15 people outside and we normally have about seven or eight playing five-a-side. Incorrect. No. Uh, according to levels I'm looking for, I'm, oh, I guess we'll um we'll get to them uh, as we go because I've got some notes just to explain to people, oh, this is what's going to happen, but... Sporting fixtures, no matches of Fucking Mr. Level three. Tony Hallahan here is his explaining to people. Well, I think people will need to know we, we can break this news. <laughs> when it goes out on Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, I keep forgetting it's not going out tomorrow. But yeah, in sports and sporting events. Do you know what? Let's look at outdoor playgrounds and parks. Okay, well, out- outdoor playgrounds and parks are all go ahead. And gatherings, it says no social or family gatherings, but it also says yeah no sporting events. So all your five aside and your well, ball I, play maybe. I may don't be off. know about that because I think in stage three, and I could be wrong in this, or at least in the announcement today that the GAA made, its matches are off. Right, so training can go ahead. Uh, that's what I'm unsure of. Okay. So I don't know. I mean, there's no point in us playing football going football training unless we have a match because nobody will turn up and that's the way it generally works but for the five aside if we're allowed go play i hope we are because i enjoy doing that and the numbers aren't mad like you know it would only be about 15 yeah so what the info i've got here is that outdoors non-contact training only in pods of up to 15 with an exemption for professional elite or inter-county sports and senior club champions so or championships <laughs> they don't have to have one i guess so yeah if there's less than 15 of you should be okay you're grand you just can't be touching boys what if one of them needs to go for a wee and they want their uh willy held i would i would defer that to tony Hulahan. <laughs> will you tweet him about that actually <laughs> Uh, Dear Mr. Tony, what if I need to hold Willie? <laughs> How's that work? <laughs> Explain. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I do hope. I'm it's, The idea going into stage five, I, I messaged you last night when I saw it. I was just shit. Was that what you were talking about? I thought it was about the thing I sent you. Oh, no. It was just I'd seen the lockdown thing and I was like. Ah, uh, well, OK, maybe that's a great place to start. Did you ever think that? They call it the coalition. I think they're calling it the coalition to really deflect, to be honest. Do you ever think Fianna Fáil was going to bring in level five? Oh, when when they made the announcement, I, I thought I thought they wouldn't deviate from the advice. Because, of NFET. Because it means that A, NFET now no longer have credibility as an organisation mm-hmm. because all they're doing now is making recommendations 
if they're not going to be carried out, what's the point in their being there at all? Absolutely agree. Um, so that's been undermined. And also, if this is a disaster now, the the relevant political parties will be accountable for having fucked up. Because I mean, as well, of course l- they I, won't, because they're all in power. But as long as you're, as long as you're following the medical advice of doctors, you have a sort of a shield from from that. Absolutely, yeah. But to be honest, there was never a doubt in my mind that they would go to three and not to five. Uh, I I kind of had the feeling they were never going to take that recommendation. I think it's all kind of pointless, and they're keeping the schools open. Absolutely, but. Even under level five, schools stay open. Yeah, um, and I mean so the INTO. It's, it's the INTO today came came out and said if this this before they they said it was only going to level three. They were saying if it goes to level five, the INTO, uh, the teachers union, were saying that uh, that they really want this to be reviewed because how the fuck are they staying open? So how do you feel about level five? Is that something you would have accepted, or would you have went? Yeah, do you know what? We don't need that. That's unnecessary. I would have worked with us with, you know, obviously within re- everything is done within reason. You're not going to be <sighs> like, you know, it. I think with level five, you should stay within five kilometers of your your home. Correct. But I mean, if I need something from Lidl. <laughs> yeah. You know, you kind of go, yeah, well, you know, if you've something that you have to do outside of your five kilometers. I think I I think common sense and they kind of want to regulate instead of allowing people to have a little bit of sensibility about it. Now, not everyone is being sensible, but I certainly don't agree that everyone has sensibility. But not not everyone, regardless of what laws you make, will be sensible. So there is a bit of give and take with it. I mean, we saw they had the most stringent laws and people were balking at them. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, regardless of what laws you are, you're not going to be able to enforce every dictate. So, will we take a look at what people can and can't do? One. So, in terms of visitors, you can have someone from one other household. Now, what I don't actually understand about this is, is that a nominated household that can visit? Or is it just one person from one household at a time? Don't really know. I think it's one person of uh, one household at a time. That's what I gathered from it. Me too. But other people seem to like our uh, one of my friends had said to our mates, uh, "Can I be your nominated house, please?" In other words, can I come to your house and everyone else can fuck off? <laughs> um, gatherings, no social or family gatherings. Weddings, funerals, twenty-five people can attend. Indoor events, off the table. Sport fixtures. Like we said, you can have you're up to 15 in a pod for training and non-contact, but matches events completely off. Bars, cafes and restaurants, they're going to suffer because we're moving to this thing where you can open if it's takeaway or if you do table service outside to a maximum of 15 people. That's not going to be for, for certain restaurants. 15 people at a time is barely enough to keep the lights on. Yeah, yeah. But wet pubs can still open with those same restrictions. Not in Dublin, as far as I know, but everywhere else. Dick, so you can go to the pub, but you're only allowed to have 15 in there. And you have to sit outside. And you have to sit outside. Correct. Okay, well, it's not fucking much good today now in a piss and rain. No, 
Not at all. Although if you were in Flannery's, that nice Flannery's just off Catherine Street, that'd be quite nice. Uh, dom- domestic travel, stay in your county and uh, region, except for if you have to go to work for essential purposes. But everyone who can work from home should be working from home. Public transport is being taken to 50% capacity and with an emphasis for essential workers. Those are basically the restrictions that will affect most people. Uh, Hotels and accommodation, except for you off on your fucking jollies last week, they'll stay open but with limited restrictions to services for residents only. You can't just romp in and get a cocktail in a cocktail bar. Retail services, all face coverings must be worn, but shops are still going to be relatively open. Uh, Schools, of course, are being open. Public playgrounds and spaces are open, but with some restrictions, museums, galleries and other cultural attractions are closed. And... And? And long-term visits, uh, visits to long-term residential care facilities are being suspended, Mm. aside from where are under critical or compassionate circumstances, which is rough. That is hard on the elderly. Yeah, it's not a win for the oldies by any stretch of the imagination. And the incapacitated. Um, <laughs> and the generally fucked and battered. That's hard. Yeah, I, I don't like that, even though it's it's important that it's in because we, we've seen those already mm. coming hubs. It, it's not great, especially for older people who might have, you know, difficulties with mental or cognitive um, illnesses that they really need people there to constantly remind them and, and be there for them it's not fair yeah yeah no it's it's hard hard going is this going to affect you there's an element to it that's not in the least you know that it that there's an aspect to it it's not that I need to go to the pub but it's just the fact that there's restrictions mm. like even I found myself a couple of times going over for maybe coffee and I was like oh I'll have a glass of wine instead and then ordering the wine, they'd be like, no, I can't give you wine. And it's just like, oh, bollocks. You know? And it's just... It, it, Wait, sorry, what? 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 So I might go for, like, my dinner or something. Yeah. And I'd go to have... I, I might ha- go with the intention of having a coffee, and I'd go, oh, I'd have a glass of wine instead. But because they had the rule with the nine euro... Well, obviously, if I was getting my dinner, no. But if I was going for a coffee and I decided to get wine instead, and because they had the rule of the nine euro food, it'd be just like I couldn't get the I couldn't get the wine, and it'd be just like ah, balls to that. It's annoying. Oh right, as in you're not eating anything, you just want the wine. Yeah, and I couldn't get the yeah, wine. Yeah, and, yeah. and it's these these little things that are just the creep up in you, and they're like this is really fucking annoying. You just want what you you know. Yeah, absolutely. It's a real. If you want to kind of sit back into it and look at it kind of academically, it's a real insight into what living in a state with these kind of restrictions all the time would be like. Yeah. And you get to kind of get frustrated with the general pointlessness of a lot of it. Absolutely. And and we can see what things are pointless and what things aren't. But at the same time, we can't just pick and choose when... I don't know, I find it hard to get mad at people who don't obey the rules if I don't obey them also. Do you have to get mad at them? Certainly. Yeah, certainly I think you do. I saw someone in front of the queue in Tesco, in front of me in the queue, and they weren't wearing a mask at all. And the people who worked there were looking at them as guns, but they weren't fucking saying anything. 
no one was saying that into this cunt and you're like come on man you're that like that's the least you can do yeah the, so well that's you a, get mad at people that's annoying though yeah i can fully agree with that but like i can kind of understand somebody going to little yeah certainly but I, I put a boundary at that as well. I mean, if it's like six kilometers, eight kilometers from your house and you're in level five, that's grand. If you're driving a half an hour, well, then again, if you're driving, how bad? But if you're going like a, a stupid distance. And one day I did get a pint with seven euro fifties worth of food. This is something I do have a problem with now. I see. I don't know if those restrictions are you have to purchase or are they the place couldn't open unless it could provide that. Oh, it's, it was you have to purchase. I think that was down to pub's own discretion, to be honest. No, I think it was. Um, I think it was that you had to purchase it in order to get your your drink because I think the the line of thinking was to stop you to just prevent people from coming in on mass as well. Yeah, yeah, you you could be right, but I I I see that as that is silly. I mean, but it, it yeah, pubs... it, it is silly, and it was pure arbitrary. I mean, like. The seven fifties worth of food didn't that extra one fifty euros worth of food didn't give anyone COVID like. No, no, it didn't. Uh, it does make me think though, you know in movies where you see like the little government snitches snitching on their neighbours mm. for whatever reason, whatever fucking dystopian state they're living in. Yeah. You can kind of see why they do it now because it's fucking frustrating when your next door neighbours are having gatherings and you're being good not to. Nobody likes a rat though. A rat fink. Nobody likes a rat, but I mean, I'm not ratting anyone out to the shades. I'm just sitting there silently begrudging going, you absolute fucking uh, cunts, will you get all these people to fuck off, please? Yeah, but nobody likes a rat fink. <laughs> no, certainly not. So yeah, I mean, for me, we've we've been in that, like, I guess, I guess the, the three weeks would have been up next week would it so nothing's really going to change for me I, i've still got one house that i can go to if i need to, to 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 talk to people and i can't remember the last time i was in a pub so god i'm becoming awful conditioned conditioned yeah just like normally i'd go to the pub all the time you know even just on my own to read a book or listen to a podcast or knock down whiskey <laughs> or just or just punch a hooker but it's I, I don't feel like I miss it now. Yeah. I mean, I went to the pub yesterday. Bastard. Did you have a good time? Yeah, I was, went to watch football. Okay. And That sounds um, thrilling. Tottenham beat Man United 6-1. And Liverpool were beaten by Aston Villa 7-2. Unprecedented. Except for those precedences. And I'm, I'm like... They're big score gaps, but that was sports ball to me. That was something I was missing in kind of the the early part of the first one. At least there's a bit of soccer going on now, and you can kind of just gives you something that'll give you a little bit of distraction. Do you know what I hate is the um the fake pictures of audiences they've put in. I oh yeah the the like the cutouts of people. Yeah. There was one funny incident whereby I don't know what what stadium it was, and there was a fella and he was working playing the sounds, you know, so it'd be a crowd and they'd cheer when the goal. <laughs> but at one point he booed the ref. <laughs> I actually was wondering about this because I I was last time I was in Kilkenny, 
someone was was watching one of these matches and I was just thinking like there is a sound designer involved there making active decisions like when someone barely misses a shot they've got the audience going <gasps> you know yeah. and, someone, and they choose when to cheer and they choose you know do they take into account if it's a home game they have to cheer louder for the people at home oh of course yeah because it would be run by the people who own the stadium so it would be the home team that they'd be going for it's insane yeah sound design for fucking football like. I know yeah it's gas no uh, it's, it, 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 I did appreciate though the booing of the ref because it was like yeah if, if you're going in you might as well go all in oh yeah may as well be hung for a, a, a sheep as a lamb that's not the right way to say it is it that's a stupid phrase hung as a sheep I believe they're n- notorious for their um, their members uh, I yeah I don't know I've just never been super horny for, for football so all I can do is look at it from this term of it's becoming so like professional wrestling now that they've got everything, you know, it's like a it's like theater. And that must be so strange for the players. Like, is it just the audience who are hearing this sound design or are the players hearing it too? Players are hearing it too. That's fucked. Yeah, I suppose it's just meant to encourage them, you know. But it would drive you insane. But it was very like, weird. I saw a kind of a sideline view. Because normally when you're watching the match on the telly, you kind of don't notice the, the stands being a, a, as empty as they are. But yeah. there was a sideline view shot of one of the players celebrating. And it was so weird because he slid in towards the camera at the corner. Uh, and he just looked and it was kind of like, there's no one there. You know, it just felt really weird. One that I did see that I liked was, I think it was maybe the Denver Broncos. It would make sense for it to be the Denver Broncos. Denver in the NFL. Broncos. And the South Park guys had sponsored the crowd. So all of the crowd in in the, in the stadium were South Park citizens. Oh, yes, yes. It was, it was for their pandemic special, which was pretty good. It could have been better, but it was pretty good. It was um, good. I I enjoyed that they populated the entire stadium with, with South Park characters. That was really good. Yeah, I thought the pandemic special was really good. Uh, what it was was uh, it, it was wonderfully self-aware in that Randy's whole arc is about how he wants the pandemic special to be good. Um, th- that I, I enjoyed that little kind of self-aware barb. And in, in general, it was pretty on the nose. And the fact that Randy they really... is hilarious, though. Randy's great. I mean, Randy's become more Homer than Homer ever could have been. Yeah. yeah he, he's so much the everyman. And uh, I, I think this episode, the first episode of every South Park series for the last 10 years has been a summation of that summer's hot topic events. And the fact that they gave themselves an hour because this year has been a fucking garbage fire anyway, uh, it really allowed them to cover a lot of things very well. So blending the... The pandemic with the the Black Lives Matter movement was pretty inspired. I really like that. Uh, for people who, who, who haven't seen it without going into spoilers, the cops replaced teachers and they tried to pin people having COVID with, with the race issue. And it, it was just, it was a real gut punch, but it was very clever. It was very well done. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but it's exactly what you expect at South Park. The writing in it is, is superb. Outstanding, yeah, and and the fact that they get it done so quickly is is well. Insane. I think I think that's the I think that's the real thing is that they're so on the pulse with stuff. Yeah, but yeah, I think I think it's 
I think it's class. What I think was super interesting about the South Park thing is that so many people have said lately that how can I create comedy or art at the moment? The world is crazy enough. Mm. They still managed to nail it by not doing anything crazy. Everything seemed completely feasible. And I think that is, is a really great way to tackle the current madness of the world is to actually just show it as it is. And especially when South Park are so high concept in their satire sometimes, it was it was a genius way to do it. It was. It was fantastic. And and just Anthem fucking Randy. I think he's so funny. <laughs> Him um, uh, pleasuring himself into the weed bottle was <laughs> so sinister. But I loved I loved when he, when he was successful the first time round, and then he just turns to look at all the weed bottles. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with the resigned, I can do this <laughs> for the betterment of the world. It was it was amazing. Yeah, if if no one's seen the the South Park pandemic special, go get it. It's it's a fantastic piece of of media. That's a nice little relief to everything that's going on at the moment. Tell me about your holiday. Oh yeah, went to Tullamore, Lake Garda, and I. It was nice. It, like, I mean, it wasn't a holiday in that I was working most of the day, but it was just nice to break my routine for a few days. And it, like, even today, today went fine for me, but I know I'd have been actually so browned off. I was sitting here without having gone away last week. Mm. So what did you do there? Um, I like I I had an executive suite, so I set up my computers and stuff there. And I will say one thing was it was so much harder to work because I've such a good setup here with mm-hmm. all the equipment and everything I need. So it was real. I was pain the whole actually just trying to work without my setup. But um, but like it was fine. I, I, and a- editing the podcast as well was an awful pain in the balls. Because, oh, really? because again I have everything set up here and I didn't have it just made it made it a lot harder because I hadn't everything and you know yeah uh, and the internet was slower there so I mean I realized I needed to download my own file because there was a blip in it and it took hours to do and it was just just pain the hole but I sat there and I did my work and then the evenings I went out for either a pint or uh, food or both and it was just nice so what's there to do in Tullamore give us a, a review it's quite a nice town actually you sound surprised yeah I did I, I didn't have it in my head as being kind of even as significant as it was it's a biggish town like and you know there's shops and there's some nice restaurants and there's the Tullamore Jew distillery but I didn't go to it you know, most of the, when things were open, I was working, so it kind of, but there was a nice park there as well. Okay. Um. So, yeah, four out of six. What would have put it over with that extra two? Um. Meeting the Tullamore Jew himself. I suppose if it had a Chinatown. Okay. <laughs> Elaborate. You know, a Chinatown really complements the city. Gives it sort of an ethnic quality. Tullamore doesn't have a Chinatown. Have you, um, this is apropos of, of nothing really, but have you ever watched The Good Place? Not in purpose. There's a fantastic bit in it where the the characters are going to study ethics, but there's one uh, Filipino character who's 
he's he's from Florida and he just embodies the stereotypical Florida man you hear about in the news. And he walks into the classroom and he says, I'm here to study ethnics. (laughs) (laughs) It's very good. Okay, it needs a Chinatown. I will get in contact with the county council in Tullamore and let them know. Mm, Offaly County Council. Yes. What what constitutes a a Chinatown? Um, loads of Chinese restaurants, maybe massage parlors, kind of dragony looking gates at the front. Little waving cats. Waving cats in the windows. Maybe okay. maybe Buddha statues if you're so inclined. Is there anywhere in Ireland that has a Chinatown? No. And definitely not Tullamore. Mm. There's an Irish town in Kilkenny that's full of Chinese restaurants. There's an Irish town in Limerick too. Where's that? Down by down by the lock. Down that way, next to the woods. Ah, fair enough. Um, it's an Irish town in Dublin as well. Really? I didn't know that. Where did that name come from then? Because it's obviously fairly prominent. It would it be to do with like... I think it's kind of if you're outside the gates. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense with Kilkenny as well. Fair enough. Uh, I think that's the general thing with Irish towns. Speaking of being outside, on one of our first episodes, I asked you... What was one thing you wanted to do when social distancing was all over? Can you remember what you told me it was? No. Sparching. Oh, yes. I bet you uh, are raging you missed out on that party. Yes, missed out. <laughs> it looked insane, didn't it? It did look insane. Um, well, give, us, give us a bit of context. Well, sparching is a sport whereby you... Get some cans and you go to the Spanish Arch and you drink them. And what happened recently that made this go fucking apeshit? All the, the ne'er-do-well students from NUIG went out sparching and sat on top of each other. And all got COVID probably. Probably. Jesus, it was mad though. There must have been about 300 of the fucking guns in not a very large space at all. Yeah, I, I actually went up to... Galway on one of the days Friday maybe Saturday I can't remember Friday and they had Middle Island all cut off <laughs> and you know students can't get through fencing so notoriously yes they're, yeah. they're awful at it yeah they, they just kind of walk into it and it repels them what a why does Galway have such a reputation for being a mad bastard when it comes to excess with students because it's it, like, it is a savage town in terms of you have the sea, you have the river, you have great spots for going drinking, and you have a mixture of students, tourists, and you have a young population as well, so... I mean, Do you remember a couple of years back, Galway was the the pioneer of banning rag week? Yeah, that's the, the Donegal Tuesday, whereby everyone came, arrived in a Donegal jersey, and, and they'd all go mental. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 not like whenever something happens to spoil it for everyone happens, it happens in Galway. I did kind of go, well, of course, you know, like we talked about this in the last podcast, whereby they on the Friday they told everyone not to go to college on the Monday to go online, but everyone sure was probably already traveling or had planned to go or made arrangements. Yeah. So I mean, they all descended, and then had nowhere nothing to do or no you know it was it was one of those situations though that made me feel like the rat fink neighbor looking at those pictures and just going 
for fuck's sake like have you no cop on at all like i know in that berlin bar in dublin people were being cunts but this took it to a whole new level they were they were they were shoulder to shoulder like yeah well i guess that's why we had 600 and something odd cases yeah not just them but the fact that schools all opened and i kind of i kind of don't i like while as mad as that was i feel like there's a disproportionate blame there an, irrespon- an irresponsible cafe in Cork that didn't implement social measures or something, as far as I can, from what I was reading, which I didn't read very much on. Um, so I could be wrong in some of the details here, but they they didn't implement social distancing right, and 60 people ended up getting COVID out of it. You know, so there are 60 cases. You can definitely go, oh, yeah, that was them. Um, I feel like with the... With students, while what they were doing was hugely irresponsible, there's lots of other ways people are getting stuff. And while that was crazy, I mean, I still think the schools thing is probably is probably the big one. Um, well, yeah, well, I mean, there's two different ways to look at it. I mean, schools is an ongoing thing. Schools will always be a problem while this is a problem because they're basically just fucking revolving doors of spreading germs. Whereas this was one isolated incident that was extremely easily avoidable by just not doing one thing on one day still though i do love a good piece up <laughs> yeah well hopefully the lift is level three and you can come down and we'll go on a piece up uh later this month knees up oh yes that, that that's right we're going to need to keep an eye on on that because i'm supposed to come down and see you for halloween mm. um Jesus of me, Hall Martin shits on that. I'm going to write him a, a, a roughly worded letter. But between now and then, you had something to do for this week. Did you do it? What was that, Adam? You were going to run a half marathon. No, I didn't do that, Adam. Why not, Mr. Ryan? Because I went to watch the matches from the Pope. Uh, you set the score for yourself. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it this afternoon. I'll do it on Wednesday. Okay. So I, I'm going to need a Facebook post with your Strava or whatever you're using yeah, to go up. Yeah. Are you feeling in any way positive about it? Like I'll do it. I'm sort of I, like I'm, I've been busy enough and I'm also kind of a bit alarmed about being like super tired after it. Yeah. Yeah. Should, you're going to be tired after it. That's, that's unavoidable. I know. Yeah. Suck it up, buttercup. Well, I'll do it Wednesday. Yes. Um, and then keep us on. And if not, I'm going to keep hounding you about it in every episode since. Mm. Before we go, just because I've I've realised the clock has just hit 2020 o'clock, himself has gotten the Covo. Oh, yeah. The Don. What are your thoughts? The Don. Did you see that he decided to take off to wave at people from his car? Out the hospital. No. Yeah, and he brought his secret service with him and, like, put them all in danger. Fuck's sake. I heard he was going to either a rally or a talk or something the day before he announced his diagnosis and seemingly he showed up late to the event to avoid the mandatory testing going in. So the reports now are that he knew he had it. Well, I suppose there's no way of proving that when he didn't get the test, but yeah, it, yeah. it doesn't. It doesn't seem like it would be outside. Well, his no, he could have had the test. 
like a private test beforehand, but this was just this venue's mandatory testing for entry. Mm. But I'm worried that a recovery from this is actually going to be a big win for him. I'm curious because, I mean, the thing is, amongst his own supporters, it will be. Amongst people who don't like him, it'll be a sort of vindication of the fact that he's failed. And it all depends then what the swing voters make of it. Exactly. You know, the the moderates and the people in the middle, like this is a big chance for him to, you know, overcome it and then say, look, it's easy. It's nothing. You know, very much in a kind of Bolsonaro kind of way. You go with a strongman rhetoric. There was a big bounce for Boris Johnson after he got yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. So, it's I very mean, worrying. Yeah, it remains to be seen. Right. I'm going to let you go because I'm a bit dopey and tired. And okay. I'll say hello to the other dwarf for me. Up yours, Adam. Up yours, Stephen. Goodbye.